This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice. Hi, so I'm Gary Hawkins, co-founder and co-CEO of the Center for Advancing Retail and Technology, or CART. And what I love about the grocery industry, I, I think if I really distill it down, are the people. Um, you know, I've grown up in this industry and spent my entire career in grocery retail, many of those years as a retailer. And, you know, interacting with customers every day, uh, our team at the stores and so on was just a, a great experience um, and, and terrific education growing up. Hi, I'm Sterling Hawkins, the other co-founder of CART. And one of the reasons I love supermarket retail is also because the people. It's interesting you say that because it's about the community and getting people together and really kind of being part of what they do every day. You're listening to Grocery is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the food and grocery industries. Recorded on location. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Rico on location at NGA, or the National Grocers Association show in San Diego, California. And uh, so glad you're here with us and also here with us. You know, it seems like almost everybody that I've talked to so far at this expo has has had family as a part of what has gotten them involved with the grocery industry, the supermarket industry, the retail industry. It's been family one way or the other. And this is no different because we have a father-son team. That's right. It is uh, Gary Hawkins and Sterling Hawkins, uh, the co-founders and co-CEOs of CART, the Center for Advancing Retail and Technology, as you heard a moment ago. Uh, Sterling is uh, joining me for a number of the recordings here at NGA as well. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. Uh, And uh, you'll hear more of them coming up. But uh, I thought it would be great to get the two of you together uh, so we can talk about what you're doing. Uh, So welcome. Good good to have you you. here. So I'd love to start out uh, with this. Uh, Let's just get the elephant out of the room a little bit. We're here at NGA. What is your mission here at NGA? And uh, and, and what, what do you hope that you'll go home having accomplished here in my mind we have a twofold mission here uh the first is to help uh, the retailers here uh connect to and learn about and discover new technologies new innovation new capabilities and ways to do things uh and we do that through the cart pavilion uh here on the exhibit floor where we've got i don't know i think a dozen and a half or so uh really cool technology companies The other piece of what we're seeking to accomplish here is really around education. I I think we're really fortunate in being able to bring a unique perspective to the retailers here, having spent many years in retail as a retailer, many years working with other retailers, wholesalers, brand manufacturers uh, here in the U.S. and other markets around the world, and then combining that with to a really unparalleled view and insight to new innovation, new technology flooding into this industry. And having some sense from that perspective, helping educate the independent retailers here as to the world we're living in today, this world of ever faster uh, acceleration of change and disruption, and trying to impart to them some 
uh, tidbits or, or some thoughts around what they should be focusing on to not only survive, but ideally thrive in the coming years? Yeah, I think there's two pieces of it. One is the inspiration, and then the other is the actual solutions to realize what the future of commerce yeah. looks like. That's great. Now, how, how do you think you being a father-son team has uh, impacted your ability to be successful within this industry since so many other businesses are family operated or have come from a family genesis? So, has that been a strength for you, just having that dynamic yourself? Yeah, I, I think it works really well for us, uh, particularly on the retailer side and not just the independent retail market you know you can look at a a significant number of bigger regional 100 200 500 store uh, companies across the u.s many of which remain family businesses or, or closely controlled and, and so i think the the family thing really plays well there but i think the other dimension to this that is becoming more and more important is in how we view the world in this world of of more and more change and tech and innovation. Um, you know, we just did a, a great event yesterday for, what do we have, 350, I think, retailers in yeah. the audience talking about what's happening in the world and what's coming and uh, how retailers need to be viewing innovation. And I've actually had several people, both yesterday and today, come up to me and stop me and say, hey, that was just a fantastic combination yesterday of, you know, you and yes, you're a little bit older, but you've got the experience, the wisdom, the, the uh, cuts and bruises from being in this industry for years. <laughs> but being able to combine that with Sterling's view of, you know, new innovation and technology and how we should be looking at things seemed to really, really work well. Yeah, and that's been a cool thing just from a strategic standpoint to be able to have some conversations internally where we can get together and talk about a particular technology or direction the industry is going and figure it out between us intergenerationally before taking out the industry. Because the industry is dealing with the exact same thing. It's got generations coming together. It's got how you used to retail and then how you might be able to retail now. And getting those things sorted out is not an easy task. And I think we're really fortunate to be able to have those conversations internally yeah. before talking to other people yeah, about yes. how to do yeah. it. Yeah, there's really something there because so much of what we're talking about, what's going on isn't so much about any particular technology. It's about innovation and change in, you know, in a, the greater sense here. And I think that's what retailers and, and really this industry needs to come to terms with. It's about change. And it's, you know, making yourself open to new possibilities, new ways of doing things, new ways of looking at this business, because it is changing really fast. Yeah. And when we think about innovation, it usually gets kind of categorized with all technology, and it's certainly technology. But when we look at innovation, innovation is a significant positive change. It could be technological, yeah. but it could be in team performance or personal relationships or really anywhere. So as you look at your clients and partners, what would you say are is the innovation in motion right now that they most need to be paying attention to? What What is sort of the messaging that you're the strongest on right now? Like, you've got to be thinking about this. Or, or what you're doing is so what people need. We're really all about trying to help move you out there because it's going to make such an impact on so many of our other clients and members. So I, I think and it's a great question. I think there's really two pieces to this. And again, as I said a few minutes ago, it's, it's both about 
technologies and innovation, and it's in how you're viewing this world, right? And again, that's where Sterling and I really can play off each other. I, just because of my experience, tend to go maybe a little more tactical, and retail is very much tactical, but, you know, specific technologies areas I'm seeing is really important now are our personalization and really hyper-personalization. You know, AI, everything today, but particularly driving customer engagement, driving uh, product assortment optimization, pricing optimization, all those types of uh, capabilities and areas. The other piece uh, we don't see a lot of here, but is very much a movement in the industry is the convergence between food and healthcare mm. as these things come together. So, you know, from my perspective, those are some of the key areas retailers need to be focused on. Do you mean wellness on. when you say healthcare? So, or you're talking but, about actual healthcare. So, think about health and wellness programs across the industry, but now think about personalizing them. Right, of course. So, someone with diabetes or a specific health condition being able to be guided to specific products across the store, actually beneficial to oh, them in their condition, and then sharing that with their doctor, their healthcare providers, et cetera, right? It's food is medicine. But then the other piece of this is, is really Sterling's strength, right? And it's talking about innovation as a process. And that is every bit, quite honestly, if not more important than any specific technologies. Yeah, I, I mean... It's easy to point to the technologies and say, well, you need automation or you need AI, and, and that is true. But what's more important from where we sit, especially in working with our clients and partners and our message to the industry is, well, what's the culture that's producing that? What is the group of people uh, coming together to do this for? Right, And as people can get, we call it innovation thinking, bring innovation thinking into their organization, they're able to be much, much more effective with the tools that they choose and then more effective in utilizing those tools. I'm not sure what it is from what you just said, but it kind of hit me with a thought. Uh, you know, one thing I haven't really noticed, and it doesn't mean it's not here, but didn't catch my eye here at NGA, was really any uh, augmented or virtual reality, which I see so much of at other shows. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and it seems to me that there is an opportunity at least for augmented reality in grocery retail along the lines of what you're talking about, the personalized. So let's say here's my health data so I could go into a store and see where the items are that are appropriate and personalized for me using augmented reality, even being able to use it uh in terms of what I uh what I do with those items to prepare them, yep. um, how they connect together. There's just so, so many opportunities. Are you hearing anything about AR and VR in in your circles at all? Is this even a conversation that's happening? So, and what are the potential implications? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think it's a big conversation. You're hearing the same thing, yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I touched on AR uh, yesterday in our uh, presentation. Um, uh, there's a lot percolating out there behind the scenes right now. You're seeing a lot of AR today in other retail verticals fashion, like IKEA and beauty, fashion and so on, right? Yes, of course. Because it's being done through your smartphone. In the grocery store, though, a <laughs> little different environment, right? It's not as easy to have that phone in your hand while you're trying to take care of the couple kids you got with you well, and push true. a shopping cart and so on. I think there's two things that are going to trigger this. The first is... Apple and Samsung and Google bringing out consumer-ready 
smart glasses, AR glasses, and they're all in the pipeline right oh, now. So you can still tend to the children while you're... Yeah. Absolutely. The other thing is, uh, think of it as content being prepared, and that is being built by different retailers across the industry, right? A digital oh, right. duplicate of the store environment that's required to power up that AR experience. So it knows when you're looking down aisle three that the diapers are in that aisle on the right-hand side, and, oh, yeah, there's a personalized promotion for you. Chicken's on sale. And let's say through a loyalty program or through a platform for that that retailer has, uh, I can have um, a, a recipe on what I could ideas what I could do with that chicken, mm-hmm. and here's where you find those ingredients in the store. I know that those the information is often available from any retailers, but it isn't available on the spot. I I scan the chicken, or I get near the chicken, and that information pops up on my phone, and that makes me buy the chicken because I know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about, well, what would I do with the chicken? Do I have the ingredients? Ah, forget it. I'll just get this instead. How, how are you seeing so So, so some retailers that? actually are able to do that today, leveraging you know, the app on the, the smartphone as well as uh, beacons in the store course, right. for location real time uh, and able to trigger that uh, chicken-based recipe to that shopper as she's coming down the meat aisle for example, right? And then being able to go further in not only populate those recipe items into the shopping list, but being able to guide that shopper through almost like a Google map interface on the phone for inside the store, here's where those products are. What about tracking the purchases that that person made? So, for example, I think about the movie Minority Report and walking through, you know, Tom Cruise's character is walking through and it says, hey, you haven't bought bought jeans in a while. Maybe you need new jeans or whatever, right? So saying, hey, you haven't bought chicken for two weeks. You probably need chicken again. And that populating into a you might want to buy this list. How are you seeing? Well, that's definitely coming. But I think when we look at all these things, there's a cost benefit to it, right? It's immediately apparent to me that there's value in the IKEA app to see if the couch fits in my living room. It's not quite as valuable to me to have to download an app and open it up in the store and you know sort things out with the kids or whatever or else to see the recipe on chicken. There's of other course. ways I might be able to see that. Of course. You know, you could text it to me, perhaps it's printed there on the wall, right? So all these things you kind of weigh, well, what's the experience? What's the value there? Versus the cost of it, total cost of it. Yeah, and I think, as we were talking about a few minutes ago, that's where I think AR glasses are really going to change the game here, right? Where it's more, you're receiving that information more passively, and yet what's being, ideally what's being presented to you is contextually relevant based on time, location, right, in a very specific manner. Yeah, and I think that's been the... Uh, kind of hold out with VR in this industry as well. There's just not a great use case to bring VR into grocery shopping, you know, for the cost of the headset and you got to download the app and then, well, what? You can see the VR rendition of oranges. Yeah. So uh, in closing, uh, what have you seen so far here in in your initial uh, time here at NGA that's got you thinking? 
Well, robots always the top of mind for me, mostly because I love them. <laughs> yes, of course, robots. Always robots. Uh, but what I think is here is inspiration, not only around different kinds of technology, but the food and the uh, camaraderie with the other retailers is really what the show's about. Yeah, I, I, I would go along with that. I mean, there's you know some cool tech here from robots to other uh, digital capabilities. Um, but I, I agree. I think it's the people. And some of the excitement we're seeing around new innovation, new ways of doing things. And, and I think that message is it's taken a while, but it is now spread through this sector of the industry. And we're seeing retailers not afraid of things. They're actually starting to move in the right direction. All right, so th this is the part of the show where we get to look at you as human beings, as you know, as opposed to our business think thinking caps on, mm -hmm. and and because I've got a father son duo here, what I would like to do is is I'd like you to look back, even even to when Sterling was very young, and think about the first moment that you remember that you collaborated on something. In your life, and see see what memories the two of you come up with, and whether it's the same one or not. No, no, no checking in with each other on this. Well, I remember one. I don't know if it's the first one, but I was very young. So I always loved building things when I was a kid with Legos and magnets and whatever else. And there was one day in particular. I really don't remember how old I was, but Gary's partially colorblind, and what I would do is I would create these glasses with different color lenses in them and we would test to see what colors he could see the room with and what colors he couldn't and it was wow. it was a blast <laughs> you may have had to be there but i had a lot of fun i must have been what like five six years yeah, old yeah, maybe. It, was, it was picking on father day yeah <laughs> that's really a loving thing though that's really that's really a nice thing that you were you were you were recognizing you know one of the challenges that your your dad or or if not a challenge certainly just Something that was different about your dad than than you, and well, it was a learning moment. It was yeah. one of those epiphanies you have, where like, oh, everybody doesn't look at the world the same yeah. way I do. Fascinating, very cool. What about yeah. you, Gary? So, so I guess the first one that came to my mind, Sterling was a little older. Actually, I think you were finishing up your senior year of college, and instead of going on the traditional spring break, ah. <laughs> Sterling accompanied me to Japan for two weeks. Uh, where I actually asked him to uh, go on stage with me as part of a presentation and speak. And oh, yeah. completely <laughs> out of the blue. And on the airplane over, I think we began to figure out what you were going to say and how you were going to say it. trapped in right. an airplane going across That's the right. ocean. Well, so, you know, mind you, I traveled a huge amount when they were growing up. So the fact that he and I were going alone together for two weeks – to a foreign country was a frightening experience, I think, for both of us at the time. But uh, there was the uh, yeah. collaboration that I oh, guess uh, jumped to mind because we had a lot of fun with it. It was a blast, too. Very, very cool. Thank you for sharing both of those memories. Uh, how can people connect with the things that you're doing if they want to be a part of it or, or just learn more? Well, the best is advancingretail.org, which is searchable as a website, of course, and all the different social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or anywhere else. Uh, although I don't think we're on TikTok yet. We've got to get there. Got to so, get there. Or you can email me at sterling.hawkins at advancingretail.org. And connect to us on LinkedIn. 
All right. Well, uh, Gary Hawkins, Sterling Hawkins, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining. It was, uh, good to see you again, Sterling, and great to meet you, Gary. Great to meet you. Thank uh, you. Good yeah. to be here. All right. Thanks, well, and, and best of luck going forward as, as you continue to grow the opportunity. So uh, that's it for uh, us here uh, on location at NGA in San Diego, California. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been Grocery is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.